In this podcast, ServiceNow's Chris Pope talks to Kieran Cosgrave from Accenture on the TSM product announcement and Accenture's role as lead partner. Welcome to this ServiceNow podcast, where we feature a variety of content and guest speakers to show how to make the world of work work better for people. My name is Alex and I'm your host for this episode. Today, Chris Pope talks to Kieran Cosgrave, Managing Director of Accenture UK. Chris and Kieran will discuss how the new TSM product is solving unique industry requirements. Let's listen in to what they had to say. Hey everybody, and welcome to this podcast from ServiceNow. My name's Chris Pope, part of our innovation team here, and I am delighted to be joined by Kieran Crosgrove from Accenture today. Hey Kieran. Morning Chris, how are you today? How's it all going? Very good. Yep, all good. Another day, another week in lockdown. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what comes of it. Um, so as you know, you know we're all very excited, and we we saw the big announcement last week around our sort of go to market and the mobilisation of our industry verticals, and obviously uh, our commitment to our big partners uh, and that path that we've we've identified to ten billion dollars of a lot of organic growth, but then also using the likes of Accenture to really accelerate in certain verticals. So, Kieran, from your standpoint, it'd be great to understand sort of what that looks like, what it feels like. And, you know, we know you're involved with ServiceNow and it's part of your daily life, but the people you interact with on the Accenture side, how does that come across? What does that mean? Yeah, look, Chris, this is a really exciting next step in, I suppose, the evolution of ServiceNow as a business and also our partnership and relationship as Accenture with you. So going into an industry such as telco, which within Accenture is one of our largest uh, and most successful industries that we operate in right across the globe, it allows us to tell the service now um, and the now platform story in a much, much more tailored way, which is the natural way that we go, go to market anyway as an organization. So to be able to play the insights and show the differentiated digital experience around the now platform is really fantastic to be able to do that. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, we've already had quite a few success stories just with what we already had, right, uh, in terms of the telco customers that we jointly have and we go to market with. Yes, we have. We've had a number, a number of customers over the last few years where we've been successful, whether that's in North America, Europe, or Asia Pacific, where we've taken great solutions and brought them out to market. I think what's really different about this is to take that, the amazing now story uh, and take it much, much more specifically into telco. So some of the things that we're really excited about the upcoming release um, in Paris is being able to jump into, in particular, two specific areas around proactive customer care and intelligent network operations. And we are building out these two, working with yourselves, we're building out these two very specific industry offerings that you know look to address the real specific concerns that CEOs, CXOs, CIOs have within CSPs right across the board. And then we're looking forward to, as we go forward in Quebec and Rome, to be working with you and your product teams in Santa Clara and delivering even more benefit as we mature the offering out into the market. Well, you've certainly done your homework on the release names. Um, so S is San Diego, just in case you're wondering, um, you know, the home of service now. So I think a little bit like the banking industry and sort of what 
disruption we're seeing there. Um, you know, the telco world often is seen as almost very, almost has its own operating language, quite specific, very complicated. And of course, it's massively dispersed, right? When you think about these operators and what we take for granted with a mobile signal, you know, to get that to us is pretty complex in terms of how all that comes together. So how do you think, you know, that they have got some pretty unique problems compared to others. How do you feel this solution really comes together and helps us solve those problems? Look, I think the the telco or the comms industry is one of those industries that's gone under more change and more dynamic change in the last five years than any other industry. And in particular, in the world that we're living in right now with COVID, it's had a huge impact on them. Uh, kind of a very, very different uh, in how we work at telcos in, in the middle of that CSPs in the middle, how we socialize and how we connect. So when I look at that, there's this massive shift away from the traditional use of corporate offices, headquarters, call centers, real estate, retail stores. We're seeing that every day. We're living it. We were just chatting at the start and the lockdown. Um, I'm sitting obviously in Dublin as I'm talking today. We're seeing a little bit of, of lifting in that, but the new normal of how we're going to work in that world and, and how that operates is is massively going to be uh, under uh, going to go through a huge change. There's no doubt about that. It's very hard for us all to believe that we'll go back to the traditional way of all uh, trooping into offices on a regular basis. And certainly, we look at uh, retail stores and how they're going to operate. It's going to be massively different going forward. And then, even you know, not just how we work, but how we so socialize. You know, I'm a massive sports fan, a massive music fan. To so going to large uh, stadia to see music or to watch uh, football, rugby, uh, cricket, any sports like that, that, that seems like that's not going to return, at least not in the short term, not in the foreseeable future. Uh, those type of events will, will not come back. So there's going to be a, you know, a big, big, big cost pressure going on there. And even how we connect, you know, um, uh, it was my mother's 80th birthday yesterday. So uh, obviously she's in that age where we're cocooning or, they're staying at home, so we're we're celebrating her 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 eightieth birthday over Zoom calls or uh, <laughs> and so on. So it's a whole different experience in, in how life goes yeah. on, and it's very very hard to see us going back to 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 do that to, to the new normal. I think it's in in that context that uh, ServiceNow's offering coming out is going to be so so relevant uh, to the marketplace. Well, happy birthday to your mum from ServiceNow, so you can uh, pass on our uh, best wishes I, to her. I'll make sure um, I tell her, Chris, yeah. I'm sure she'll be like, that Chris guy again, seriously. <laughs> um, so when you think about, right, exactly as you said, right, we're not going to be going to these retail stores, and a lot of it's going to be this online presence. And you think about the operators where you know, the new phones are coming out all the time. We go online, and it says, hey, you know, you're eligible for an upgrade, or your plan's coming to an end, you know. Connecting that front end, that really good experience, into the back end, which is obviously the sort of the provisioning engines, if you will, to make sure that we get you know uh, equipment out to people and what they need when. You know, how do you see that sort of acting? You know, where they've already got quite a, I would say, strong digital presence at the front end for capture, but then it's that aftercare, it's that upgrade, it's all that post-sales support workflows, and then connecting that into what might be very different teams. Um, you know, to do that support. Is that something you're seeing in terms of sort of reducing that complexity? Uh, absolutely. If, if, if I may, you know, just, there's no doubt that ServiceNow is the market-leading enterprise service management platform, you know, and, and we see that, that really, really heartland and strong functionality in ITSM, ITAM and operations as being at the core where everything has to operate 
Uh, you have to have uh, f uh, fault faultless operations, especially when you're talking at the CSP marketplace. Things have to stay up, work, operate, and so on. Uh, I think where the real opportunity is, is how do you connect that amazing front-end experience that organizations are trying to, to, to deliver, particular CSPs, with that fantastic execution at the back end? And in there, you have this whole, what we might call the service assurance stack, which is all about this very, very complex network, disparate systems across multiple um, agendas and, and delivering an end-to-end -end uh, experience on the mobile, via broadband, through television, TV service, into the home, into the office, and so on. And you need to be able to do that and do that in a cost-effective manner, but also with incredible customer service. And I think, you know, the tools that we get with ServiceNow, the intelligent automation that, that exists within ServiceNow, the operation processes, they do this fantastic job of connecting the network operations, customer care, front and back, so that you can actually deliver uh, best-in-class service out to the end-user customers. I think one of the probably secret sources in that from our side is the sort of that cloud-first architecture and scalable infrastructure that ServiceNow have built with one common platform that allows ServiceNow uniquely, I, we believe very strongly, uniquely to join up the key industry trends that existed in the marketplace. Yeah, I mean, it's great, right, when you think about what we now expect, right? That I, this new normal seems to be the new buzzword, whether, you know, that's being talked about in the industry. I feel like this is it, right? We're just moving on, we're working. It doesn't matter where you are anymore, it's, it's work. There's no real concept of remote. Like you were saying about the offices and things like that, if you've proven you can be productive for two months, maybe even more, <clears throat> working from wherever, then why not continue? Um, and sort of, I was talking to someone the other day, you know, 2005, I got my first Cisco phone with a, with a colored camera on it, you know, and you'd phone someone in the office, you're like, wow, this is super cool. But you never really used it. Here we are now on Zoom and goodness knows what else. And it just feels natural now and almost to the point where we're using it too much, I would say. Um, you kind of get Zoom fatigue. So it's, it's interesting what that's going to be. And I guess what's the next sort of stage of innovation that we get to. And if you, you know, you think about the customers that you mentioned, which are global in nature, um, you know, um, what do you see as that big opportunity, right, that, that this now gives us in terms of obviously this, this unique partnership with Accenture is enormous for us. It gives us an enormous amount of scale uh, globally. And obviously, you've got SMEs that have been you know, working, consulting and, and contracting in this industry for a very long time. Um, what do you see as those, you know, those things that you think that we're really going to make them think a little bit differently? You know, I always get lost in the terminology and the taxonomy and TOGAF this and eat on that. And I kind of like, wow, what's the outcome that we're actually trying to achieve here? Do you see some simplification of all of that and, you know, really focusing more on the customer or is there something else? I, I look, I think going back to the start, you know, things always go forward, don't they? That's a, a very obvious. Uh, we're going through a huge change right now. And uh, whilst it may not be immediately obvious what the what the next future will be, we do know that things will go forward. And like you say, good examples of that. We're all getting a little bit fatigued, maybe too much calls. It's fantastic. We have the technology. It works so amazing. But you can imagine it's going to rebalance over the next mid, uh, sort of midterm to the long term. You can see those things uh, rebalance themselves quite a bit. I think when when we when we look at this question, what does this actually mean? You get you get lost in the kind of nomenclature, the different language that exists. 
But we try and stay very, very focused on within Accenture. What are the benefits? You know, what are what are the benefits that we're delivering out to our customers? What are what are we trying to do? So if we think about if we think about that, you need to keep your customers informed. We need to be able to empower customers to serve themselves better. We need to improve agent efficiency and effectiveness. We need to be able to move to that kind of shift left or, or zero touch response time so we can solve customers without the customer even being aware. So these are kind of some of the really, really key benefits that we're, that we're, that we're looking at from a customer care or service assurance uh, perspective. And then when we're trying to strip out the complexity, intelligent network operations, you can't talk about all of those uh, you know, complex industry or, or CSP specific uh, terminology. But really, what are you trying to do? You're trying to provide a single view across very, very complex and heterogeneous inventory systems. How do you how do you pull all that together to get a single view of what your customer is and what they're doing? And um, how do you proactively identify issues and assess network impacts? You know, critical to keeping service up uh, and to maintaining uh, service benefits. Um, and how do you automate issue resolution in the back office and in field operations? So they are they are what we try to do is focus on the benefits and the outcomes, not get so bogged down in the terminology. Uh, that exists within each each in each individual industry, and as well, we see so many industries coming together and blending uh, into net new industries. Is by focusing on those benefits, we see uh, the huge operation for ourselves within Accenture, for ServiceNow, and, and above all, and most critically, for our customers. Yeah, and I think you're right. It's that you you sort of lower the bar to entry in terms of who can participate because you don't need that specialist knowledge or 15, 20 years of experience. It's really about What's the problem we're trying to solve here? You know, fierce customer loyalty is what you want. How do you deliver that where you have an exceptional service? And sadly, it's technology. Things do go bump in the night or in the day. It's how you respond and react that will be a little bit more forgiving of it because we understand it. And maybe we are a little bit more because we work in technology. But the fact that someone's acknowledged it, dealing with it, and trying to proactively solve it, you know, we're a little bit more, uh, I think, accommodating of it as a result of that. Now, you know, this is, I was, you know, I've been here, gosh, eight years now at ServiceNow. This is the first time we've ever really made a big splash, a big public announcement, and also this sort of direct alignment with Accenture um, in terms of the relationship of what we're doing. So, you know, from, I think, you know, from your standpoint, it'd be cool to know a little bit less about the telco, I guess, but the, what's that relationship in the ecosystem? How has that changed over maybe the last 12, 18, 24 months? Obviously, we had David Parsons come on board, hugely experienced in, in this sort of um, ecosystem, if you will, and the relationships he has. What have you seen that's a little bit different? And why do you think ServiceNow Accenture is now um, a better relationship and what that will look like going forward? Look, I think the, the whole drive towards um, being able to get much more intimate with our customers, understand our customers, has brought both of our organizations together. So, you know, we, we have incredible, incredible innovation coming out from ServiceNow with the most fantastic uh, uh, products and features and, and functionality that exists within the marketplace that's 100% uh, based on the cloud. We see that very much as being the core engine. We call it the, the connected tissue or the glue that powers these huge, big transformation programs that go on within, within, our, within our business. And I think what's really exciting um, in particular about uh, what's happened in the last 12 to 18 months and been accelerated with, with Bill coming into the business is 
moving away from horizontal offerings, which obviously have got much, much more sophisticated over the last three to five years, and now being able to move industry-aligned solutions. Organizations like ourselves, like Accenture, we really go to market by having people who've 10, 15, 20 years of deep industry expertise. And that allows, I suppose, us to speak a language with you that's now much more shared uh, and much more common. So I think we can be a lot more effective when we go to market and we take that industry perspective. And we're, we're seeing that straight away. We're not having to explain to people what ServiceNow is because we're talking about the benefits specifically to C CSPs that resonates very strongly with them. Yeah, and I think you're right. You know, that telco world has often seen a little bit, you know, those back-end systems, that complexity. You know, I look outside my window now and there's blooming wires strung from every part of the building, <laughs> you know, and you're like, wow, you know, we've talked about satellite internet for years. We see Elon Musk launching these, you know, string of pearls across the world. You know, the telco world and connectivity has had to change and is changing and, you know, at rapid pace and one that we're all more dependent on than probably ever before, given the scenarios. You know, what other, you know, if you could pick two or three other industries that you could, you know, kind of drop in on tomorrow and sort of think, yeah, they'd be great if they really transformed. Just from your viewpoint, um, you know, what would you pick if you could pick one? I mean, I think there's a huge uh, opportunity in um, citizen services or government services. Uh, I think all of us, and I'm picking one that we probably all can relate to, all of us have have uh, spent so much time dealing with paperwork. I'm going to go back, back, back to Barry. Just dealing with paperwork or, you know, old digital workflow, old, you know, not digital, old workflows that exist within these very, very bureaucratic services that we all as individuals have to deal with right across the globe. I, uh, like yourself, I've lived in lots of different different countries and it doesn't matter where you go. You see that that government or or local municipality interaction, huge, huge uh, opportunity there. And the same, I think we could say in general about uh, the whole world of, of healthcare, uh, whether that's within the hospital services or within uh, the actual pharmaceutical world, that whole world of healthcare, again, see massive area to make it a lot simpler, to reduce the complexity of, of, of uh, processes that go on there and deliver a much, much more streamlined and, and end-user-friendly services. So I think those two areas uh, are massive areas to, 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 to where, where simplification, I suppose, and better experience powered by workflows uh, could be delivered by, by ourselves and ServiceNow. And definitely we expect to do that as we go forward. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And then I guess just lastly, right, and you probably already touched on this also, right, you know, we're all in this mode now of, hopefully this return to workplace, whatever workplace means. I think you're right. You know, the, I was talking to a CIO the other day. He's got a very tall building in Canary Wharf, you know, with six, 7,000 seats in it. And he's like, kind of don't need them anymore. You know, maybe even 30% would be enough. Um, and you start looking, like you say, the innovation that Accenture does and others. With your clients, you know, what are you seeing in terms of the demand of, yes, we've talked a lot about telco here and a little bit about citizen services, you know, that. What do you think those next things that people are going to have? Say it's, I don't know, August the 1st, pick a date that this sort of green light is given, a little bit like New Zealand did this morning. Um, you know, what do people need to think about as they go back to work, if you will, and what might those priorities be? So I think there's probably two dimensions to that. One, I think if you are, if you're leading or running uh, one, one of these large uh, businesses or you're trying to provide service to customers, some of, some of the, the fundamentals still, still remain 
remain true for for leaders in business. You know, how do I generate uh, revenue? How do I serve? How do I serve my customers, employees? How do I bring fantastic new uh, products to markets? How do I prepare for what what this famous uh, new normal is that we're going to address? So I think some of those those uh, fundamentals still remain true no matter what's going on. So I think it's very important uh, that we do that. I think the second thing is probably a little bit of reflection about as, as individuals, as we go into this new world, how is that actually going to affect our day-to-day -day interaction with all of the services that we've done for? We're, we're definitely going to move, you know, for example, if I think about the world of work, you know, there is no doubt that artificial intelligence has been growing and coming forward. What's that going to mean now for my for my work in in how I can do the job that I do? We talked about these workflows. If we all can't work in offices together, can I use AI uh, more successfully to help me in my business? Um, in the telco world, you think about five G and the explosion of five G and augmented reality. Will will that? I talked about you know sporting events. Uh, uh, um, or concerts, you could easily imagine potentially them being much more enabled by, by a 5G-enabled experience or an augmented reality experience. Um, and again, I think, I suppose, you know, what will our whole, that whole system of connectivity look for us from, right in our home, in our office, in our work? What's that going to look like in the future uh, as we have you know, much more improved uh, home networks or uh, IoT and enterprise apps on demand that are working in those spaces. So I think all of those things together, I find them incredibly exciting. Um, this is definitely an inflection point and a change that we're going through. I think they're very exciting. There are going to be challenges. Absolutely, uh, you know, we've, we've seen a massive, massive impact on the world uh, in terms of um, huge unemployment growth. Uh, sorry, uh, huge, huge growth in unemployment, huge impact on on um, on productivity, huge impact on, on, on balance sheets uh, and so on. So obviously, there's been a lot of um, challenges that we're going through, but I, I remain optimistic that we have an opportunity to come out of them uh, and come up with a, a new and better opportunity uh, for society in general as we go forward. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to talk about, you know, connectivity and things. As I, again, look out the window, I'm the only house on my street that's got fiber. So um, I can actually work, not a problem at all. Most people are on still, uh, you know, eight and 10 meg connections. I'm quite lucky. And then it's funny you mentioned the music thing just in wrapping up here. Uh, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but um, there's a technology called 8D. I've never heard of it before. But if you haven't, look for it on Spotify. And it's this new very immersive uh, music uh, experience, I guess you would call it, that would be really interesting to hear at a concert or, like you say, those venues and other things that um, I was, you have to listen to it with headphones because it sort of blocks all that ambient noise out as well. It's um, mind-bending, I think is the right phrase. Um, and it's, I look forward to checking it out. Yeah. It's in your head. It's not in your ears. The only way I can describe it is it's actually in your head. Um, it's incredible. So if anyone else is listening to this, it's called 8D. Uh, so it's not 3D, it's 8D, um, but it's pretty cool. So anyway, um, Kieran, that wraps up uh, all the questions that I had. So I want to thank you for taking the time and doing this podcast with us and certainly look forward to uh, seeing you in the field at some point in time or, or on a Zoom. And, uh, you know, very excited about the go forward strategy with Accenture and helping all our telecom customers around the world. So, again, thanks very much. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for inviting me today. Appreciate it. Have a great day. 
For more information about ServiceNow and the TSM product, please visit servicenow.com. This was a podcast for ServiceNow. For more, just search online for ServiceNow podcasts or head over to servicenow.com.